Welcome. We are now. We are now live. We are it's now official. drinking on a blanket. Kind of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're now. We got the blanket part down. Kicking it. <laughs> we got the blanket part down. Am I? Yeah. No one. No you one have two drinking. beverages over there. What yeah, happens? They're, they're both water. The <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you again to Waterloo. Yeah. Waterloo Sponsored for, by. for unofficially yeah. supporting. Yeah. If you want to, the, the sponsorship is open. You could sponsor <laughs> this, Waterloo. I don't know why you wouldn't want to sponsor something that gets as much traction, that gets as much viewership, that gets as much high energy um, hype. clicks, <laughs> as much hype. I mean, they're pretty, they're, it's just like fire. It's pure. Rapid fire. Click, 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 click. Fire. Yes. Viral. It's, it's viral. It's a viral <laughs> sensation. The drinking on a blanket. Do you uh, think that this year the term viral is going to go out of style because of the <laughs> virus that we've lived through for the last <laughs> year? <laughs> like, do you think that'll become a taboo thing? May old acquaintance be forgot. <laughs> I sincerely hope so. <laughs> I think that's one that we can we can definitely let go. So if but. you're going to replace the word viral, what would it be? Bacterial. Bacterial. <laughs> oh, that video went bacterial, man. <laughs> It was sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Waterloo, you're missing out. You're missing out on some just high quality, high quality punnery. It does not get better than this. It, it rarely me. gets better. We started out this live stream with yeah. eleven views, and we now have six. So ooh, Sorry, with a few more, with a few more puns, it might be. Able, oh, and there's five. Excellent. Lost. And there's three. <laughs> And we're down to nothing. Well, well those, those three might be our three devices, actually. It definitely is our three devices. It's, it's 100% our three devices. Hey. <laughs> Waterloo. Is it that from Mamma Mia? Waterloo? I could have loved you, then you left the war or something. Rachel would know. I would not. Rachel would be able to tell me. Oh, see, I started singing now. We're up to seven. Oh, wow. That brought him in. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that a crazy way to think about how how this works? Is as soon as we start doing things, people are like, what's that? I must tune in. <laughs> Harper singing. Harper singing? A song that may or may not be on Mamma Mia? <laughs> Viewers, let me know if the song Waterloo is on Mamma Mia. I'm pretty sure it is. Because I think that, and here's why I, here's why I think this. Um, in the year in the life Gilmore Girls, uh, during the summer episode, they're put, the town of Stars Hollow is putting on a musical, and it's bad, uh, like comically bad, but everyone loves it. And it ends with <laughs> them singing Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> and Lorelai's like, but that's just how Mamma Mia ends. That's just how it ends. That's, just, that's how something else ends. So they start singing. <laughs> Waterloo, I could have loved you, but you left the war or something. Oh, I don't. Man. And that's how we start. So <laughs> and that's how we start. Welcome to Drinking on a Blanket, the Funky Picnic podcast. My name is Harper. I'm Colin. And Amanda. And, uh, you know, we're just here to, uh, you know, we're, we're back on our grind. You know, the holidays have left us. They've come and gone. And now we're, we're back to, uh, you know, the usual stuff. And here we are. Yeah. And here we are. We've got... Uh, we got some new fun things to chat about, uh, and we've got some old things to chat about, and we also, pardon me, I've got a sniffle. Um, we also have 
a game that I am very excited about. <laughs> I'm right. scared. That you guys don't know. You should be like, scared. I feel like it's always it always just puts me in a corner. I never I never know how to respond. Hey, so, no, nobody puts Amanda in a corner. That's right. <laughs> Does this one have to do with licorice and feet again? <laughs> this is why I don't go to baby showers, y'all. They make you play games. <laughs> Oh, where they uh, melt the candy bar in the oh diaper? Gosh. Oh, yep. I've, I've seen that or one Or they just times. straight up put the the can or the bottled uh, baby food into the diaper. And, like, it's just <laughs> bad memories. Bad memories. All right, quick, before we get into our weeks, what is your least favorite baby shower game? That did you already, one. Did you already say it? Definitely that one. Yeah. I do love, however, the game where they give everybody uh, clothespins. Or paper, uh, um, like a, a diaper closure of some sort, and who like you catch people saying "baby," <laughs> and That's as a, a kid, like I used to love going because I would just sit and observe everyone, and I would always win because I would just be like, "Oh, you said baby! Oh, you said baby! You, Give me your." Are you trying? Oh, so you're trying to collect them? Wasn't sure. Right. Collect so them or whoever get rid of them. has the most at the end wins a prize, and I was so good at that game. <laughs> Got ten pounds of clothespins on you. It was great. It was my favorite. That's also on a Gilmore Girls episode, that game. <laughs> it's a good one. Rory goes to uh, Christopher's, uh, what's her name? Sherry. Sherry's baby shower. Yes, I remember that one. And there, uh, yeah, there's a scene where Rory is singing karaoke. Uh, and the song that they've chosen for her yes. is Baby Face. So she has to keep blanking this. She goes, <laughs> face. No one else could ever take your place. Face. <laughs> Which just sounds like she's swearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, All right, let somebody out there keep a tally how many times I can bring it around to Gilmore Girls. <laughs> We're episode. definitely at two, so. We're already at two. And we've only just begun. Speaking of, we've only just begun. Let me start a stopwatch here. <laughs> so we don't go over for like an hour and a half talking about Gilmore Girls and yep. things. Um... Colin, how, how have you been since our last record, man? Yeah, it's, it's been a while. But, yeah, mostly kind of over the holidays, uh, spent a lot of time with uh, family. I have in-laws uh, just west of here, and, and my family's still in Dallas, so a lot of uh, bouncing around uh, between both sides of the Metroplex. Uh, did get a, a day of fishing in um, up on Lake Texoma for a little bit, except it was cold and windy, and we really only caught two fish between three of us. <laughs> so <laughs> not the greatest day fishing, but... I have yet to catch a fish in my life. It's very sad. <laughs> One day. Well, don't they say like the worst day of fishing is better than the, or the worst day of fishing is better than the best day at work or something like oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's one so of I've had a lot of really great <laughs> fishing days. Yeah. Apparently. I think that's also kind of ties into um, golf is a walk spo- spoiled or something like that. Have you heard that one? <laughs> no, I haven't heard that golf one. Golf is just a long walk spoiled. <laughs> And then what are the two best days in a boat owner's life? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heard that one. Day yeah. you buy it and the day you, you sell, sell it. it. Day you buy it and the day yep. you sell it. Yep. These are, <laughs> these are all things that I feel like I just need to have in the back Fantastic pocket. Fantastic idioms <laughs> to yeah. keep you from da- making bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are dad idioms. Daddyums. <laughs> Daddyums. For like in 10 Daddy-ums. years when I'm old enough to be dad. But I still won't be dad. 
that's how that works. You went, uh, you went hunting. Yeah, you yeah. Also so went that hunting. Yeah, that was. I'm trying to think. Was that in between? That might have been between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, yeah, my my dad and I usually made a, an annual trip out of it. We'd actually normally go down all the way down to uh, Victoria, which is down on the the Texas coast, but it's also about a seven hour drive away. Um, but hadn't gone the last two years just for getting everything kind of set up here and things get kind of a little bit crazier around the holidays and with private events. Not this year, really, but. Um, yeah, but actually this year we went to Rochester, Texas, about uh, a little bit north of Abilene. So that was only about a three-hour drive instead of a four-hour drive, and we actually went during the week. Um, but yeah, we did a um, did a goose hunt and a sandhill crane hunt. So we'd never done sandhill crane before. Uh, normally we do just a duck hunt and a goose hunt, and those things are massive. I mean, they're probably probably good four to five foot oh, wingspan. The sandhill crane? Yeah. That's insane. So yeah, and the the saying and I'd never heard before is that they're the the ribeye of the sky. So uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. So uh, actually, I haven't had a chance to cook it up yet, but it's uh, it's the meat's in the freezer, so I need to find uh, an excuse to break it out and and try it. Do you do you prepare it in a special way, or do you just like it like you would any other fowl? Um, so I haven't looked up how to do crane, but usually like with, with goose, since it's very gamey, it's, it's actually a very dark red meat. Um, and it also kind of depends on, um, what the goose eats. And usually a lot of them are more kind of grain fed. They'll usually try to, you know, kind of eat the seeds and kind of the wheat fields and stuff. Mm. Um, so those taste a little bit better than maybe some of the other fowl that are kind of more coastal, like some ducks that eat fish, they taste very fishy. Uh, but yeah, usually those you probably want to marinate them for uh, a bit. Some some people like to use um, orange juice just because I think some of that acidity kind of breaks it down a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, usually what we end up doing is probably just cutting up into pieces and kind of wrapping it, you know, in bacon or jalapenos and just throwing them on the grill. Oh, nice. um, so haven't really done anything too substantial with them, but. All growing up, my grandpa would always go up to Nebraska and go pheasant hunting. And yeah. so, like, every Christmas, we would have some version of yeah. pheasants. Yes. Yeah. It was always very tasty. It was always pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, haven't gone pheasant hunting, but, yeah, that's a little bit more. You're kind of walking the fields where with a duck, goose, and crane, you're kind of sitting in a blind, and you set everything up at 4 in the morning, and then you sit there until the sun comes up, and then you've got about a, a few hours while they're still flying and feeding in the morning to uh, – to, we had a guide with us who would, who would call them in, but – and they nice. they knew the right spot to go. So, are there are there dogs involved? No, 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 no dogs, dogs, no dogs for 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 this hunt at least. Okay, that's interesting. I went. I may have already told you all this. I went to Texmalt a couple of weeks ago, and they had just installed a very very large television uh, in front of their very very large bar. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it, I think they're quietly pivoting away uh, from Craft Malt into just kick-ass bar. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so I go, in, I go in there, and they're watching uh, pheasant hunting videos. Huh. And one of them is just like, uh, who was it? I think it was Austin. No, it was, yeah, it was Austin. Uh, was, <laughs> he was like showing somebody else. He's like, this is exactly what they do, man. They just get there, and all the guys just kind of walk together, mm-hmm. and they all kind of like push them all the way out. And then the pheasants will run right in front of you. And that's yeah. when you got to shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and the ones that fly, the ones that fly, are, they know that you can't, you can't hit them once they, you know, once they start flying. 
it's the running ones that you got to get. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's, maybe it's vice versa. Yeah, I, I think it's, yeah, at least I know with you, yeah, with with ducks and everything else, you have to shoot them when they're flying if they're on the yeah. ground. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Like, the ones that run are smart. Yeah. The ones that fly are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, and then he was like, and that's all the old guys that go hunting. They just like hang out, and they're the very last ones, and they're the ones who will just straight <laughs> up, just pow pow, shoot them point blank. <laughs> Man, this is awesome. Just watching, like in very high def, pheasant hunting <laughs> on YouTube at sure Texmall. The most there exciting thing of your life. <laughs> while while enjoying whatever bourbon they gave me. Right. I don't know anything about bourbon, but whatever they give me, I always enjoy. I know that. Yeah, I hey, realize they had a, on. What up, Tisha? Hey, Tisha. Hey, Tisha. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize they had a bar over there now. Oh, yeah, built by uh, Goldfish Construction Services. There you go. Yeah. This Excellent. episode brought to you by <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Goldfish Construction Services. <laughs> yeah. My buddy Mike. Mike can sponsor us. <laughs> Mike, Mike can sponsor us. <laughs> Mike can do it. I like that. I got to, uh, I got to see him this weekend. Oh. Always a good time. Amanda, how have you been? Pretty good. Just, you know, surviving the holidays and all that good stuff. Nothing crazy, but, you know, we had a good time with the kids at the house and just kind of taking it easy. We watched a lot of Schitt's Creek, which is the best. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we have now we have now entered into the last season, which makes me really sad. But it's okay. It's still hilarious. But, yeah, just finishing up a whole whole slew of costumes that are everything's coming to a head and they have their big production this weekend so that'll be crazy exciting it'll be super exhausting because they'll probably be up all night long doing just minor fixes and alterations mm-hmm. and covered in sequins and glitter for the next week but it's great it's fine it's cool. what i love so yeah so are they are they doing tech week right now is that what's happening so the the people that are in this are actually from all over the country. Ew. And this is their 20th year, which what a year to be your 20th year. <laughs> um, so that's kind of made it interesting. But everyone comes in for a weekend, like, you know, typically in September. And then we normally have like this big weekend. So, I mean, basically this is their dress rehearsal at night. And then Sunday morning they have their big, big production. So... Yeah. And what is this a production for? So it's um, it's for Dance Revolution, which is uh, it, it's a big dance convention that tours the country. Okay. They, this is their 20th year, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like throughout the weekend, you know, you have dancers that are from like all over that come and they take a ton of dance classes. They get to perform a little bit and mm-hmm. um they have, I mean, it's just, it'll be very interesting. Like, we ended up moving locations so that we could have a bigger ballroom because we're at 50% capacity. Like, yeah. it'll, it'll be mm-hmm. very different. It, it's not probably, like, the big 20th celebration yeah. that they were looking for. But Yeah, just wait um, for 25, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited. Like, I think that it'll kind of, it'll it'll bring it back a little bit more so where it'll be a lot more intimate and just, I, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. So, I've, I've been with them who probably since year three like I started going to this dance convention as a teenager and then you know we're I was taking my own dance students and then now I do all their costuming so I mean this is definitely a group that I've been with and been a part of for a long time (laughs) over half of my (laughs) life so this is like the longest running relationship in my whole life it's great (laughs) 
So, yeah. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, depends on the day. Depends on the hour. <laughs> when it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And you've got sequins. Oh, that's when I do my best work. So that's why that's why the doula intersects with the costuming world perfectly. Because both involve me being awake at 2 a.m. So, you know, less sequins with one. Yeah. Um, only a few sequins with the other. Don't ask me about that. But it's fine, you know? What, what I'm envisioning is a... <laughs> What I'm envisioning is a doula, like, superhero costume <gasps> yes. that you wear that is sequined. Mask and everything. Can yeah. I get a drawing so that I can make this up? Yes. Okay. I'm not an artist. That's yes. okay. Well, we, we know an artist. Maybe we, Sean the artist. We know, yeah, we'll let Sean the artist do it. We'll have Sean the artist design me a Greg doula superhero outfit. That is just all sequins. <laughs> just head to toe sequins. Like there's a uh, there's a uh, Bob's Burgers episode where Tina is like she's like in her fan fiction and she's like super Tina or something and I think she's wearing just like a a unitard like a sequined unitard Excellent. <laughs> with like long like long socks. Yes. Maybe that's what the doula outfit could be. Yeah. <laughs> just a sequined unitard. Yeah. I mean, typically it involves like leggings and a t-shirt yes. and a shirt wrapped around my waist. Yes. And now a mask, so, you know. There you go. And then no one recognizes you when you take the mask off. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think any of my clients actually would recognize me on the street. <laughs> like, if I had my mask off. Yeah. If Superman goes into <laughs> a phone booth to change into his costume, what does a doula, how does a doula change into her costume? It's pretty similar. <laughs> you just got to find a phone booth now. You just got to find a phone booth. Yeah. If Wonder Woman twirls around, <laughs> gets into hers. It's kind of a combination of the two. Okay. You, you go into a closet and just spin. <laughs> just arms at your side, spin. Until the, the right clothes, the right outfit magnetically you attracts know, you. know, originally I think it was all about the phone booth, but then the phone booths became scarce, and so then you got you to gotta adapt. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now we're, where does Superman get his, uh, get his costume now? We don't you have don't want to know. <laughs> You don't want to know. Just like tearaway basketball pants. Just it's always on. He went to a stripper class. There it is. So he could really learn how to do it right. It's a. Uh, you know what? It's it's not. It, it might not be the most glamorous thing, but he also knows how to work that pole. So there you go. Superman, you know, it's a gig economy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Superman's I mean, just trying you know, to make it work. The newspaper's dying. <laughs> it, was either, it was either the club or BuzzFeed. <laughs> he already got fired from BuzzFeed because oh, he wasn't no. writing clickbait headlines. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so now he's uh, <clears throat> he drives for Uber Eats. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a new Superman universe. It's just Superman 2020. Just Superman 2020. <laughs> He gets great reviews, though, because he keeps the French fries warm with his little x-ray vision. Oh, there you go. But then, yeah, when the, when the darkness comes, oh. he's, a, he's a male stripper by night. Yeah. Superman. Man, I missed you guys. <laughs> I missed talking to y'all. For sure. Um, 
We had, Rachel and I had like super chill holiday times. So we didn't, we didn't see family outside of like FaceTime. And so we did next to nothing. Um, and it was awesome. Like I, I loved it. She is a lot, uh, she's a lot closer with her family uh, than I am with mine. And so I could tell that she, she really did miss seeing her family. Mm. Uh, and I like her family a lot too. Uh, so I, I missed seeing them, but not as much as I liked cracking open a beer whenever I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a highlight of, of my holiday. <laughs> like uh, 10 o'clock, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I might as well. <laughs> it's Christmas. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going anywhere. And Rachel made uh, mimosas. Excellent. So we had, we had mimosas mm-hmm. as well. Uh, there were a couple special bottles that I've just been sitting, kind of mm-hmm. been sitting on, not really knowing what to do with. So I put those in the fridge with anticipation of drinking them uh, on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead, all I drank was our Doppelbach <laughs> and then the Italian Pilsner from Celestial. <laughs> and all the fancy bottles are still just in the fridge. Yeah. Along with sake that I bought a while back that I don't know when I'm going to drink. You can you can bring that over to our house. Okay, yeah. we'll bring <laughs> we'll bring the sake over and have a sake party. Okay. See what I should That's have done was favorite. naga sakes, eggnog one part uh, eggnog three part oh. sake. That's from the office. Okay. That sounds so interesting. Some yeah. places yeah. won't make it for you though because eggnog is seasonal. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we uh, we did download uh, the Peacock so we could watch the office. Uh, it's continued to stream oh, the office. Oh, is that what it's on now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the NBC streaming yeah, app now. Know. Netflix yeah, we, is gone. I'd say we, we binged it on Netflix before it left. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We made it to like season five. Uh, we typically don't watch past when Michael leaves. Yeah. Right. When Michael leaves, we'll watch like the next couple episodes where they're trotting out all the, yeah, all the cameos. All the cameos. And, yeah. and then <laughs> not really funny after that, especially when... Um, <clears throat> What's her name? Uh, the British, the British girl oh. comes on. Oh yes, Nelly. Yeah, Nelly. So yeah. I originally knew her from um, Doctor Who. She was on Doctor Who for a while. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. It's pretty great. She's pretty. Her like her persona and her whole character works so great on Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Did not work as well on there. <laughs> and it's kind of the same person. So, you know. Mm-hmm. I always, yeah, I always get upset when she comes on because it's like it's like an injustice that everyone's just kind of fine with mm. <laughs> yeah. the fact that she's there and she <laughs> just, just, moved in. Yeah. just moves in and just kind of takes whatever she wants. And I mean, I don't know, as a white man, that bothers me. I'm just taking whatever you want and just taking an office and sitting there and saying, "This is my job now." It hurts, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It hurts. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want I want justice in this world. Yeah. And. Uh, Nelly, Nelly never came to justice. She just got everything she wanted by offering uh, raises. You know, <laughs> I mean, do you, do you want a raise? Cool. Here's yeah. a raise. Let me re- let me remain the boss. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of issues with uh, <laughs> with the office, as it turns out. Well, so I went back and watched um, all of Scrubs, and it was so bizarre. It was the first time that I watched it all the way through. And it was so bizarre because they finished it at the end of season eight, but then they brought it back and it was like a whole new round of med students. And mm-hmm. now all of, all of the original cast were I forgot teachers about that. Yeah. and it just stopped. Mm-hmm. Like it just, I, get, I think it got canceled mid season 
And so, like, you know, you give me this closure, and then you bring it back, yeah. and then you just <laughs> stop it? Like, it was seriously uncool. Yeah. How many seasons of Scrubs are there? So, with the reboot, nine. Okay. But it was really only, like, half a season. Mm-hmm. So, eight, 8.5. just stop with eight. <laughs> like, just stop there. Let yourself have the closure. Like, it'll be great. You won't mm-hmm. regret it. It's kind of mm-hmm. like when you continue to watch Lost, and you're like, well, maybe <laughs> they'll give me some resolution at the end of this season. They no. don't. Just stop. <laughs> don't watch the last season, and you'll be fine. That's, uh, that's also kind of the tack I take whenever I'm watching the Gilmore Girls. Just don't uh, watch yes. season seven. Yeah, <laughs> just don't do it. It's okay. Amy Sherman Palladino wasn't writing for it. Nope. It ends horribly. Uh, and that's the third time I brought up Gilmore Girls today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had never seen an episode of Lost until the very last episode, and I went with Rachel to watch it, and we had like a friend party. That's all you know of it? Yeah. Oh, oh well, no. I know like some stuff that Rachel told me. Um, oh, here's a, here's a fun TV. game. This isn't the Harper game, but here's a fun game. Okay. I'm about to tell you everything I know about the TV show Lost. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, an airplane crashes. Mm-hmm. Um, the others. Yep. Mm-hmm. A smoke monster. Mm-hmm. Is the Dharma Initiative part of that? It mm-hmm. is. Yep. And then the, spoiler alert, the last scene is just the guy closing his eyes. Which is because the very first scene of the very first episode was him opening his eyes. Oh. Because that's how J.J. Abrams likes to frame everything. With people like closing and opening their the eyes? The eyes opening and then the dilation of the eyes. Oh. It's his signature thing. I did not know that. Yeah. Like, Watch all of his stuff. It's all in there. It's a little <laughs> ridiculous. Okay. I thought it was so cool. And then I watched his other stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is just repeated stuff. <laughs> Copy Great. paste. Cool. He's like he's like the sticky bandits in that way. He's got to leave a calling card. <laughs> no, it's terrible though. Like I was like seriously in deep with all fan fiction and like you know fan theories and everything with Lost, and then it just ended that way, and I was so disappointed. I think I you know experienced a little trauma over it, but it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I had I had a friend whenever Lost was going on, who said. No, but for real, you're gonna you're gonna love that. You'll love the music. You'll love the music that's on Lost. <laughs> Just watch watch an episode with me. <laughs> it's like, all right, so I'm at his house and he puts on an episode. So I lied. I've seen two episodes of Lost. Oh no. Um, <laughs> and the only music that I heard was just like that kind of yeah. increasing drone. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what was that? What? <laughs> no, I hate this music. Yeah. This is the worst. Speaking of. Me and my husband last night watched The Lighthouse. Oh, my wife wanted to watch that, but I don't. I do don't. It. No. Just <laughs> say no. Good. I'm glad we Just haven't Just say no. Like, <clears throat> most of the time, you know, the things that I'm like, no, I don't want to watch that. And he <clears throat> talks me into it. And it ends up being great. And then I have to yeah. go back and say, I'm sorry. It was actually really great. This one was not it. And I definitely told him at the end that I deserve now like 10 picks, like 10 movie picks <laughs> because it was so bad. Yeah, because I'm trying to think, is that what? It's Will- Willem Dafoe and what, Robert Pattinson? Yes. Yeah. Isn't it like most of the movie just the two of them in a lighthouse? It is all just yeah. the two of them <laughs> in a lighthouse going batshit crazy and then trying to kill each yeah. other. It sounds like, was it phone booth with the... <laughs> With the Colin Farrell. Oh gosh! <laughs> it's like one one person in you know one one spot for the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. Although it well, sounds like, like it would be yeah. fun watching William Defoe kind of go crazy. 
well, he's already kind of there. Yeah. So, oh. but the whole time in the background, you have the big foghorn, just like probably every three minutes going off three times, and through the entire movie, and it, I don't know. They did some interesting things artistically with it, but it wasn't worth it. Yeah, cause it was all in black and white, right? It was all in black and white, and they um, they did it all with uh, cameras that were from the 1930s. Oh, wow. That's probably incorrect. But, yeah, it, so it was all done... It was all done with, like, very old equipment, and it, it made for a very interesting look. And so, I mean, there were some interesting yeah. artistic things, but... Man, that foghorn every three minutes. <laughs> Just watch it on mute. <laughs> Looks cool. You don't have to listen to it. It was. <laughs> so yeah, interesting it was just concept. A very but disturbing moment. Yeah. Like I just can't relive that. Like I just can't. I can't get that. Yeah, don't do it. Just don't. It's okay. You can just do what I do and never watch movies. There you go. <laughs> and then never be disappointed. Colin, what show series are you into? Oh. What I'm, have you been binging? Recently, I'm trying to think. Is after. Because I when the when the boys came out on Amazon, kind of the mm. the dark kind of superhero uh, series. When I finished that, you know, I, I think I stopped watching kind of series for a while. But I've recently picked up a series I just randomly found on Netflix called Kim's Convenience. <gasps> yes. So it's and I'm only I think great. one and a half two seasons into it, and mm-hmm. I mean just I, I was just looking for something new, and it's it's been pretty interesting. It's just about this uh, Korean family who runs a. Um, convenience store i think are they in toronto mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah it, yeah it's, it's so good i feel like it falls in line like if you like schitt's creek i feel like you would like yeah it oh yeah oh, yeah we, like, we i feel love like schitt's they creek. really go i don't know they just deal with some really heavy things in a really beautiful way but just as a family and trying to figure shit out and yeah it's so good though yeah. so funny yeah, I I was uh, I saw somewhere online today somebody was talking about Kim's convenience and how great it is. Mm-hmm. That might be one that uh, I need to get into. Yeah, Canada apparently puts out really great comedy. Who Tell knew? What? Yeah. Letter Kenny, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you're not very far into this yet. Uh, I'm about a season and a half in. So I want to say there's probably I think there's four seasons currently. Okay. Yeah, and I think and it's still going. Yeah. And they still so. have, what, about 10, 12 seasons or episodes a season? I think so. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Canada, man. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? The Great White North. <laughs> They've uh, they got mooses there and sled dogs. Lots Moosies? of lumber yeah. and lumberjacks <laughs> and logs. <laughs> but we all think that it's kind of a drag that you have to go there to get milk in a bag. Milk <laughs> <laughs> that, poutine. Yeah. yeah. Poutine, yeah. That's a that's a five iron frenzy reference for all okay. my five iron frenzy all right. fans. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh let's drink some bourbon. Yeah. Colin, do you have a do you want to move on to our topic? Yeah. So um one of the since we do have a a license to sell liquor at Funky Picnic now, um we've got a, we're bringing in a few things kind of this week. And one of them is kind of a crossover between um, beer and whiskey. I'm not sure if you can, how well you can read that. But um, Balcones Distilling down in Waco actually did a project with St. Arnold's in Houston. And they actually aged some of their whiskey in St. Arnold's 25th anniversary beer barrels. Um, So this is uh, just called Balcones Grand Crew, and is actually cask strength, so it is a 62% ABV or 124 proof. Um, so it's 
it's a little uh that's a bit of a, a, a bite to it, but I'm, what I really like about it, because this, this is just a bottle kind of from my stash at home, but we are getting one bottle. Specs only allowed us to have one bottle of it um, starting uh, this week. Um, but, um, yeah, so we kind of a kind of a play on what we do here since we you know we brew beer and you know, this week we'll be releasing a beer in whiskey barrels. This is kind of the opposite. It's whiskey in a beer barrel. Uh, so one thing I get a lot of it, you can get a lot, I think I get a lot of the beer notes and even a lot of the oak kind of actually more on the aroma um, mm-hmm. of this. Um, are you all picking up anything kind of interesting? I know getting kind of a lot of just even vanilla and kind of caramel. Kind of. Yeah, I think top. you're, I think you're right on at getting some of the, some of the beer notes, especially just being that I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like what kind of yeast they used in the Grand Cru. Is it a Belgian yeast? Well, yeah, so Grand Cru is usually just like a, a delineation. I think some places use cuvee instead, but, but it just means kind of special or it's either some kind of extended aging or mm-hmm. some kind of process. It's just, That's right. Yeah, it's just an indication that, hey, we spent a little bit more time or, you know, a, a unique process on this or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. So it's just to denote something a little bit more different than maybe what something else a, a brewery would be putting out. Mm. Yeah, we've um, when I worked at Oak Highlands, uh, we took um, full disclosure. We took uh, some some freaky deaky, some of their Belgian that had gone off, um, had got infected before the head brewer and myself had started there. This is a project that we picked up from somebody else, uh, but we sent it out to Witherspoon uh, to be distilled, and a lot of that Belgian character, like from the from the yeast, the Belgian esters, mm-hmm. uh, carried through into the final product. Um, it had it's been a while since I've tried it. We've got a little bit of it at the house. Of the finished, you know, bourbon, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe it's still aging over there in the barrels, because uh, the original plan was kind of, kind of this thing. Like, yeah, we brew a beer, they distill it, ages in the barrels. We get that barrel back, put another beer in it. You know, it would have been like a five-year project. Um, but yeah, so that's what I kind of get here is like some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's been a while since I've had the Saint Arnold Grand Cru, but get some of those notes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times on bourbon, I get like leather and kind of stuff. I don't yep. know if I get a lot of it here. Like yeah, leather not, and chocolate is yeah, what I usually get. Not much. Um, I know um, when I talked about previously how I went up to Kansas City to go visit Boulevard, they did um, they did something similar with their kind of their iconic Boulevard wheat ale with a distillery in Iowa. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but with that one, the a lot of the a lot of the wheat characteristics come through a lot on that. A lot of kind of those kind of banana and clovey notes actually come through uh, very much so. And I think, was it Lakewood um, did kind of something similar with, I think, Herman Marshall here locally? Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they did. Says. And I can't, I, I think that's exactly what it was, is they just took Temptress and yeah. distilled it. And, um, so, yeah, usually if yeah something slightly goes off with it, and you know, on the, on the beer side, I don't know, you know, kind of what the, you know, what the distilling process kind of can and can't remove, but I know, yeah, some places if it's, you know, not up to quite up to beer stuff, you can, you can still distill it and yeah, make some changes that way. Yeah. The, uh, I was chatting with one of the distillers over at acre. Um, and he was talking about like how interesting it is to get either beer that is very estery, uh, or beer that is infected, uh, and seeing how those flavors are carried out. Uh, particularly he wanted to start experimenting with beers that had Britannomyces in them. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of see if some of that horse blanket carried through or how it 
um, vaporized and distilled and how much yeah. was left over and stuff like that, um, which I think would be a lot of fun, a lot yeah. of fun to play with. Yeah, because really, I mean, beer and whiskey kind of start off as the same uh, same base. I mean, mm-hmm. what the distillers get, you know, if it's coming from a brewery or what they're mashing in with, you know, it's kind of the step before it goes to the boil kettle and hops get added. It's, you know, very similar um, base with just the, you know, malted barley and, you know, I guess, yeah, some put in, yeah, rye or depending on the, the style of the, the liquor you're making, um, recipe can, you know, vary a bit there. But yeah, just a few extra steps with different ingredients on top of that. So yeah, what do you think of this, Amanda? That's fantastic. What notes do you get? A little bit. Oh, I'm terrified. (laughs) Don't do this to me. We were talking about this the other day in the brewery. (laughs) Harper and my hubby were in there, and they're like, "What are you tasting this?" And I was like, and I told them a couple of things, and they're like, "Interesting." I'm like, "No." That's, it's supposed to be like either yes or no. That's the right answer or the wrong answer. Tell us more. Don't tell me. Interesting. <laughs> I forgot about that. I didn't, I didn't mean to set you up for that Backed one again. Backed into a corner. <laughs> yes. Do you also get the subtle notes of cherry? <laughs> don't do that. No, I don't. <laughs> Correct. Correct on all accounts. Um, oh my God, I just blew it out. Sorry, guys. I just blew y'all out. <laughs> <laughs> just blew y'all out. That's one of my buddies I uh, used to work at Witherspoon. He came from the beer world. And it is insane how similar and yet how very, very, very different <laughs> brewing and distilling are, especially in terms of sanitation. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're making essentially sanitizer. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so they don't really have to make sure that things are clean. They don't have to worry about a bacteria running rampant in a distillery uh, because high alcohol and high heat. Yeah. They don't really have to worry about it. Uh, They also don't really have to worry so much about oxidation Hmm. from what I saw. So they, (laughs) one time when I was over there, they were just pumping uh, from the barrel uh, into like a, a large holding tank, uh, and then from that holding tank, they were filling, filling the bottles, uh, and then when everything was done, they just took the tank and just kind of shoved it back, <laughs> just like back into the barrel. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, you can't, you didn't flush with CO two first. <laughs> Who cares? Man, <laughs> it's like ah, I would walk around and like pick up gaskets on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna cause an infection. There's no huh. infections here. Not in a distillery. Man, I didn't even think about that. No, that's wild. It's wild times. <laughs> oh, sure it's, that it's was stressing not wild. you the hell out. It was stressing me out. I didn't like it. <laughs> so my buddy Andrew uh, <laughs> made a point to just send me pictures of stuff that they were doing, what a brewer would consider wrong. Yeah. <laughs> which they consider mm-hmm. just doing. Right. Just part of the process. Oh, I missed. Uh, I do definitely smell all the oats and everything, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I do yeah. definitely get that. So we're going to have this this week? Yeah, yeah. So we should have it on Monday, and yeah, we'll just be just, just selling it straight, not really mixed in anything. I think that would be a, <laughs> a disservice to the... Right, right. <laughs> right. To it. But yeah, yeah. So we will have a, a bottle of that, and yeah, it'll go until we're out. Hopefully, Beautiful. maybe they can get us another bottle if it moves quick, but yeah. we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. 
That'll be one that uh, yeah. Josh and John want to try, and Nigel, yeah. for sure. They'll want to they'll want to try that. They're booze hounds. Mm-hmm. All, all the whiskey cronies. All the whiskey cronies. Well, yeah, and that's really cool. It, I don't I don't think we planned it this way, but it, it worked out really nicely that we're releasing uh, our barrel aged Doppelbach mm-hmm. this week. Um, whenever we whenever we brew the Doppel, I, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast. Uh, stole the idea from Live Oak. And just brewed the doppel and put it in kegs and sat on it until I thought it tasted right. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, we're we're a small operation, so we've got the luxury of being being able mm-hmm. to do that. We're not, yeah. you know, <laughs> at, we're not at the behest of a distributor saying where the hell is my beer. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I think we we only ended up with like two kegs of doppel, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and then the rest went to a barrel, uh, and so we've got. Mm-hmm like another two and a quarter keg uh, of this barrel-aged Doppelbach. Uh, whiskey whiskey barrel-aged Doppelbach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it picked up any extra alcohol. Mm-hmm. We don't have a way to tell that. We don't have that instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I doubt it did because these are like second-run barrels. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and even, yeah, even if, just trying to think, even if it was just, you know, surface level deep on the inside. I mean, even if all that leached out, it wouldn't even be all that much. Yeah, I, I think this is still. What did the Doppelbach come out to? Like eight percent or something? Yeah, I think it eight, eight or, or eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, so it's still going to be the same. Typically, what I've always done with barrels, and every brewer kind of has their own little way of how they'll do it. Um, what I've always done with barrels is, you know, first run, depending on the size of the barrel and what you're putting in, uh, it only needs about six to eight months of aging. Um, you can dump that, rinse it out, treat it, and then fill it again like two more times. Uh, but every time that you fill it, you add more time on the aging process just because, if, especially if you want spirit character. Yeah. If you just want oak character, um, you can just leave it in there, you know, for as long as you want, you know, in memoriam, uh, which is not the right thing to say. Like mm-hmm. we've, got, we've got one back here right now. This is our sour project that we've got. And that thing's been in there since... August, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also in a Balcones barrel, actually. Speaking of Balcones. Mm-hmm. Look at that um, branding. Yep. <laughs> look at that. Just another sponsor opportunity. <laughs> Logo's out. I'm telling you, man, we, we need some sponsors. Yeah. Um, and there's a, uh, there's a good book out there. I think it's just called Wooden Beer by mm-hmm. uh, Dick Cantwell. It's a good resource for anything barrel or, or wood aging. Um, I think it's. Sure. I can't remember if the BA is the one who published it or not, but it's it's I definitely out do. there. Yeah, I think that book's only maybe a year or two old, so it's it's got some pretty new uh, information in there, at least relevant. Yeah. Um, and actually, can I can I beer nerd out for a second on Doppelbach? Please do. <laughs> do it. Um, I was reading an article in uh, Craft Beer and Brewing. They just put out the the digital version of I think their spring magazine. I can't remember if they're quarterly or bi monthly. Uh, but I did not realize, so apparently Salvatore actually was the style name for the beer. Originally, Doppelbach was not really modeled after a Bach. Um, there was just a, a brewery or a monastery outside of what is now Munich um, that started brewing the style. And they just, they just called it Salvatore and all the other kind of other breweries and other monasteries in the area started brewing something similar like it and they all called it Salvatore but apparently initially that initial monastery closed down and someone bought it which ended up being Polaner and they started rebrewing that beer um, and they called it Salvatore and 
being a business that they are, they went ahead and trademarked it and forced everyone to stop calling the beer Salvatore, which is why you see everyone who makes a Doppelbock, it ends in A-T-O-R. Oh. It's kind of a, a middle finger to, <laughs> to Polliner nice. in a sense. Like, well, we can't call it Salvatore, but we're going to make it similar enough without getting in trouble. All right. So... I love that. Yeah. I knew that That's it was excellent. a thing. You called it a tour. Yeah. But I, I <laughs> But yeah, it was more of a style and then yeah. and then then they kinda came around and started calling the style Doppelbox since no one could call it Salvatore anymore as a style per se. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty I'm pretty pleased. Uh, I I've told some friends uh, the Doppelbach is probably my favorite beer that we did all of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that one in the Oktoberfest is always very close to my heart. I also say that the Pilsner is the best beer and all the other beers could just go sit on attack. <laughs> uh, but the, <laughs> the Doppel I was really, really happy with. And the barrel that we put it in, uh, second run barrel, uh, same barrels that we did Texas AF with mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. year, two years ago, last year, last year. Yeah, last year. Um, wow. That we got from Still down in Austin. Um, Still whiskey down there in Austin. So, uh, yeah, it, it spent... I don't think it spent more than like five months in the barrel. Um, I brewed I brewed that beer I think in June or July, and I pulled it mm-hmm. out of the barrel last month. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what is that like five months I guess? Yeah. Um, but it definitely like it, it's pretty smooth barrel character. Um, a lot more oak than it is spirit, which is fine. Um, yeah, especially for second run barrel. Especially for second yeah. run barrel, and especially with a big boozy beer like the Doppelbach. Um, don't really, and it's already pretty complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to add a booze to further, you know. Yeah, and when we did complicate it, the first batch of the Doppelbach, didn't we just do that on oak chips in secondary? I know there was some oak to it. We did, yeah, yeah. So. We just added oak chips in the end, and I don't, I don't think we had a barrel at the time. No. So that was how we, that was how we faked our way through that one. <laughs> but look how far we've come. Yeah. Look at how far we've, we've come. We've got lots of barrels now. And now we've got, now we got lots of barrels. And yeah, there's currently, speaking of Acre, we've got a barrel project working with them. That's uh, where I put our English barley wine in barrels. Um, and then, yeah, kind of kind of the same thing Balconis and St. Arnold did. Uh, whenever, I'm, whenever I pull that beer out of there, they're going to put uh, another bourbon in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the hope is that they'll, get some beer flavor off of it. Mm-hmm. I'm skeptical, mm. but we're going into it as an experiment. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So this is, this is how we learn. Yeah, won't know until we try. We don't know until we try, right. uh, which is something that I, I love about here at Funky Picnic is we're willing to try things. Uh, we don't know until we try, and hopefully most of the things come out good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not all of them, but hopefully most, yeah. of them, hopefully most of them turn out pretty good. So yeah, the uh, barrel aged Doppelbach that's coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your uh, tell your people, and yeah. uh, come try some. Yeah, and we still have uh, the Belgian Dark Strong um, collaboration we did with RAR. Uh, I think yeah. that turned out really well. It did pretty happy with it. It took a minute. That beer took a minute. Uh, I had to cancel another beer that I was going to put in it, but it was just a pastry stout, so I'm fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hot takes on pastry stouts. <laughs> yeah, we got to uh, we got to release that on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to hang out with the RAR kids. Uh, yeah. They came out and uh, had a good time with us. And, yeah. And that one has some other exciting things to it as well, as far as being a donation beer. Yeah. 
So we're um, we're donating proceeds um, of that beer to the Michael James Jackson Foundation. I think they had his middle name in there so people wouldn't yeah. confuse it with the other Michael Jackson. A um, little background on him. He's actually an English beer and whiskey uh, enthusiast. Um, I think he got to start coming back, I think, late 80s and 90s. So he's written several books. Um, I think one of his more popular ones is Great Beers of Belgium. Um, but mm-hmm. he passed away in, I think, 2007. Um, but recently, I think um, Garrett Oliver, and I can't remember some of the other names behind him, but they created a foundation um, for giving scholarships for um, black, indigenous, and people of color um, for brewing and uh, distilling scholarships. Uh, so they have a fund set up. And I wish I remembered the names off the top of my head, but they have since one's for distilling and one is for brewing. I know the distilling one is actually named after the original master distiller at Jack Daniels, um, okay. I believe. Um, and he, and I don't think that person ever got credit until I think somewhat recently hmm. as being claimed as the, as the first master distiller there. Um, but yeah, so the proceeds from, from that beer um, will be donated to the Michael James Jackson Foundation. Awesome. Yeah. So so come drink. Do some good. We've only got like half a keg left. So hurry up. Don't dawdle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to me now, no don't dawdle. dawdle. Yeah, we're donating a dollar for every full pour and every crowler. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Awesome. Share, share with a loved one and do some good. Love it. Uh, do you guys want to do a game yeah. real quick? To wrap this thing up. Should I be scared? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Do we want to play this game? Okay. All right. So the name of this game is what sort of beer would they drink? Uh, it's an aptly titled game. <laughs> so I'm going to give you, I'm gonna give you the name of well-known people, celebrities, celebrities. artists, songwriters. Okay. Alive or dead, both? Uh, let's see. I believe they're all alive. Okay. They are all with us. Man, we could do this with historical figures and get... <laughs> It's true. <laughs> is Richard Dreyfus still alive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, they're all okay. alive. <laughs> they're all currently living. They're all with us. <laughs> and so I'm going to ask you what sort of beer you think they would drink. Okay. There is right and wrong answers. Oh. Or there are right and wrong answers. I feel um, like that's super subjective, though. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but it's the Harper game. Yeah. So Harper Play decides. That's yes. the problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is the it's Again. not even an actual right or wrong answer. <laughs> there are. No, it's right. I know. There are two reasons why I started this podcast. One, to let everybody know <laughs> that I'm a vegan. And two, you haven't that you us ran that in a, while. a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> two, that I ran a marathon. Yeah, that's 2A, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, 2A is ran a marathon. <laughs> two B, 2B two B is let's play a game. <laughs> and I'm right. <laughs> what are you guys going to say? Right, All right, damn it. So what, what sort of beer would they drink? Number one, Richard Dreyfus. Now, I want you to put thought into this. I want you to think about mm. the body of work that this person has done. I want you to think about how you perceive their personality through, through their art. And then match that up to a beer style that you think this person would enjoy. So let's think about Richard Dreyfus. He was in Jaws. Mm-hmm. He was in Mr. Holland's Opus. It's like those are different characters, though. I mean, I almost have to choose a movie. I literally just cry halfway (laughs) through that movie on every time. It's always good for a cry. I'm trying to figure out which which Richard Dreyfus, though. (laughs) 
Mm. He's uh, Oh, he's also in Close Encounters of the Third Kind? He's kind of a goofy <laughs> human, though. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying. Like, he does all these characters, and some of them are very inspiring, but he's kind of just a goofy person. Yeah. What sort of beer do you think a goofy person would drink? And he's also kind of, like, grandparent age now, right? Oh, yeah. He's got to be getting up there. All right. He's got to be getting up there. But, you know, he's not one to turn down a drink. <laughs> <laughs> not one to turn down a beer. These are all beers. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think, Colin? Okay, I think my... My first, or my my answer is, we would like something a little bit more, kind of complex and sophisticated. So I would I would go kind of a Flanders Red, maybe. All right, very close, <laughs> Amanda. Very close. Okay. <laughs> See, if he's gonna go with like grandpa age, then I just think about my dad and his favorite thing is the Genesee Cream Ale. So. Like, I feel like he'd just be like, he's lived his life. He's done all these things. He just wants what he wants. Like, I like that. I respect that answer. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm sure I am. You're both wrong. He prefers an Abbey Ale, something you can drink deeply and contemplate. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But close on the, flan- on the Flanders Red. I disagree, but it's fine. Um, well, you know, <laughs> sometimes you're right, and sometimes you're less than right. I mean, I'm always right, because that's my last name. So... <laughs> Wait, how, many, how, many, how many followers did we lose with that one? <laughs> I think we saw I mean, three. we started out with two, and then we got three. So <laughs> I don't really know what happened. Okay. Yeah. Is anyone saying anything to us? Do we need to address the audience? We're good. We're, We're good? doing great. Okay. Uh, next up, what sort of beer would they drink? Mariah Carey. Also known as Mimi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also a lot of butterfly themes happening. She's the only, she's a diva, and to my knowledge, she's the only pop star who doesn't have to dance. <laughs> she just sings, and people oh. dance around her. Okay. wonder if that's on purpose. That's just a, a non sequitur. I feel like she would probably drink just something light and fruity. Something light and fruity? hmm Okay. Like a fruited sour, maybe? I don't think even a sour. Yeah. Like a uh, like a Lining Kugel Lemon Shandy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I kind of like that answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish that was the right answer. It's not. <laughs> well, maybe it but could I, be. But I like <laughs> Did you actually research these people's tastes? <laughs> no. His opinion at that I, moment. I appreciate the amount of credit you're trying to give me. <laughs> No, not 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 once, not not one bit. Colin, yeah, I was, I was thinking something, yeah, very spritzy, and mm. okay. So like my first thought, kind of with that, was maybe you know maybe something sour, but that might be a little too complex. Mm. So and nothing too heavy because I was maybe leaning towards triple. I put way too much thought in this. Um, so I was thinking, <laughs> well, this is good. High high carbonation but lower ABV, so I would think either wit beer or Hefeweizen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I'm enjoying so far, we've been playing this game for three minutes. What I'm enjoying so far is Colin and I are like really alike on this. Y'all are putting so, way too much thought into this. Here's, here's what Mariah These people are drinks. not that complex. She drinks the champagne of beers, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> See? Well, I was, I was thinking champagne, but I had to bring it back to beer. So right. that's where I was getting kind of spritzy. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> the champagne of beers, obviously. But she also has to have somebody else order it for her so she doesn't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> she just asked for the, for the champagne of beers. 
All right, we got three more. Okay. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Most known from his titular titular role Pilsner in Seinfeld. All day long. What's the deal? Yeah. <laughs> Pilsner all day long. All day long. Do you want to put any thought into this? This this game deserves a lot of thought. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like it's something a little crispy. It doesn't have to think about it. Let's see, what did I say? Oh, okay. I mean, it could be. Something he just sips on and observes the world. <laughs> he does. He does observe a lot. <laughs> he that doesn't want to think about his drink. He yeah. wants to think yeah. about all the crazy people around yeah. him. See, <laughs> this is the kind of thought that I want in all the answers. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> I love this. What about you, Colin? So because most of his stand-up is kind of what's the deal with fill in the blank. So he probably doesn't like all the trends. So right. no, no hazy, no pastry stouts. He probably likes mm-hmm. it simple and basic. So I'm going amber ale. Amber Ale, okay. Once again, Colin and I kind of share a brain. <laughs> Something that pairs well with airplane food. What is the deal with airplane food? <laughs> Why don't they make the plane out of the food? <laughs> but uh, we're gonna give we're gonna give points to Amanda on that one. Oh, excellent. Because I like your answer better. Thanks. Colin, gotta catch up. Okay. Also, we're not keeping score. <laughs> um, like this line. All right, two left. Missy Elliott. What sort of beer would Missy Elliott drink? We remember Missy Elliott. Meep, meep. Who's got the keys to the Jeep? Mm-hmm. That's, one of her, that's a line from one of her songs. I feel like she would hunt down all of the Black is Beautiful. Like, I feel like okay. she would just really follow that whole campaign. Yeah. And, like, yeah, just and dive in and support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. That's a good answer. Is she the only person of color on your list? <laughs> no, Mariah Carey. Okay. Ooh, you tried, though. <laughs> I just if, didn't want to just, like, throw it out there simply because. But, like, I don't know. I feel like she would really, really dig that. I took out Shania Twain to add Missy Elliott. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Far superior. <laughs> Colin, Colin, your answer. Um, I'm, I'm thinking something, yeah, something big and bold and out okay. there. Um, I would want to say Imperial Stout, but that's kind of what, what Amanda said. So, kind of maybe in that same vein. Um, let's go, let's go, Belgian Quad. Belgian Quad. <laughs> All right. All right. Amanda's the closest without going over. <laughs> Missy Elliott would drink a coffee stout. Something, mm. something to get through those rainy days. Do you get it? She can't stand yes. the rain. <laughs> also, if we're going to name a beer after Missy Elliott, we could call it Get Your Creek On. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's pretty good. All right. Last one. <laughs> Last one. <laughs> uh, most of them just turned out me, me being like writing puns about their names. So. <laughs> Here's the very last one. What sort of beer would they drink? John Mayer. It would be really pretentious. <laughs> You're on the right path. <laughs> You're doing follow, chase that dragon. Kind of pretentious and assholey. Um, Keep chasing that dragon. But it probably, like you know, the whole like roll your eyes would probably end up being just ridiculously good. And you don't want it to be good because mm-hmm. he just because he said it was good. This is the struggle. It is the struggle. <laughs> this is the struggle with being a John Stupid Mayer John fan. John Mayer. He's talented. 
just don't watch any interviews with him and you're fine. <laughs> Once you realize that he's just... <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What's the most pretentious beer you can think of? PBR. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the correct answer like seven years ago. Yes. Now, now it's Montucky Cold Snacks. That was, that was my second uh. answer. <laughs> the new PBR, Montucky yeah. Cold yeah, Snacks. It's, it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not far off. All right. So are you in for PBR? Yeah. yeah I said it. Let's okay. roll with that. What are you in for, Amanda? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> My favorite part of these games is seeing Amanda's uh, like excitement <laughs> dwindle <laughs> with every passing ten seconds. <laughs> it's the dwindling thought that <laughs> I know that I'm going to fail. <laughs> You've done well. You've done so well with the Miss Yellow. You gave like a great thoughtful answer. I just don't have a great thoughtful answer. What's well, John? I don't live my life in pretentious land. <laughs> So, I don't know. I don't All right. know what it would be that pretentious. So, Amanda forfeits. Yep. John Mayer. What would John Mayer drink? John Mayer would drink his own homebrew. Yes, uh. he would. <laughs> he's, he's yet to lure a partner into drinking his latest, Your Bach is a Wonderland. <laughs> Though he feels he'll have better luck with his new hazy, Hop This Train. Oh, shit. He just needs it to hit the final... Gravity. His secret touch oh. is that he actually plays his music for his beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like singing to your plants, except he's playing for his beer. He's playing gravity. It's the vibrations that really do the difference. It's just out there in Montana wearing something like this. <laughs> something something like, like the bike that we're currently this on. And cut a hole in the middle of it yeah, and threw it on. Poncho. A serape. He's like, this is going to catch on, y'all. <laughs> he probably didn't say y'all. Nah, John Mayer wouldn't say y'all. Nah. John Mayer, a collector of fancy custom watches. And uh, also a sneakerhead, uh, I believe. Hmm. John Mayer. Uh, <laughs> Alan Haida says John Mayer, he's a hazy pastry boy all day. Yes. <laughs> also, he says, your Bach is a Wonderland is the best. Because <laughs> it is. It's Your pocket is a wonderland. It's pretty great. I felt pretty good about that. I also really <laughs> might name a beer, hop this train. <laughs> if that's that's not already taken. I was pretty happy uh, with that one. Is that, is that it's the next hazy? <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> oh, so there you go. That's how you play. What sort of beer would they drink? <laughs> all right. All right. And that concludes. That one wasn't too painful. That concludes the Harper game. <laughs> now there's Maybe a Maybe only because I got an answer right. <laughs> Kinda. You did really well this game. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate your thoughtful answers. <sighs> From now on, I will try to make them more painful. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Backfired. Yeah. Reversing here. We're definitely regressing. <laughs> All right. So we're almost out of time. Let's let's wrap up. Let's talk about what we've got coming up. Amanda, what's what's happening? So this weekend we rolled out um, we rolled out our new brunch menu. So it's been exciting. Like, we got our liquor license. We've been doing uh, beer cocktails and then full cocktails. And now we have brunch cocktails and a whole new brunch menu. It's so ridiculously good. We, on Wednesday, we uh, made all of, well, we, Chef Josh made all of them. And then uh, we did photography on all of them. And so, therefore, we got to eat all of them. <laughs> and they were just 
all ridiculously tasty. Um, my personal favorite was the hot brown. It was really, really good. Um, but man, so I'm pretty excited. So we're doing uh, that on Sundays only mm-hmm. from 11 to 4. But that doesn't mean we close at 4. We're mm-hmm. open all day long. Actually, it's all day, all day Sunday. All day Sunday. 11 oh. to 4 was just New Year's Day. See, yeah. this is, they got to <laughs> give me better information than this. Um, really, really exciting news, though, um, that we announced today on our Instagram is that we're now doing a happy hour um, Wednesday through Friday from two to six. on the Instagram. This is why you should all follow us. (laughs) Two to six sounds right. If you follow us and you look at today's post, it has all of our specials and you get to see a funny picture of Harper and my husband and Gingy the brewery cat. Gingy. He should really have his own Instagram. He really should. He's in there right now. Okay, so Wednesday through Friday, (laughs) 2 to 6 p.m., $2 off beers, $2 off cocktails, except for the beer cocktails, $2 off boiler makers, and $1 off appetizers. So that's a pretty pretty damn good deal. Um, Our Crowler special, the the buy two, get one half off, is now going to be on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. Um, And then all the other ones stay the same. So there's some pretty awesome deals. Um, Also, real quick... Um, you guys have six more days. We decided to extend the golden ticket mm-hmm. purchase. And so you have six more days until January 10th to get your golden ticket. So if you haven't done so, you should definitely do that because, I mean, it's pretty great. Like, they're super flexible on it as far as, you know, if, if you're doing to-go only, they'll work with you on that um, to be able to do a to-go beer. But, I mean, basically, it's a it's a beer a week for the next mm-hmm. six months. Yep. And so, really, you're just investing into your your beer consumption. Um, so, you know, that's pretty great. And it, let's see. It comes out to $1.92 per beer. Yep. <laughs> that's kind of ridiculous to pass up. So, you should just buy the, buy the golden ticket. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It's true. A dollar ninety-two. Dollar ninety-two. What would you do? <laughs> what will you do? A dollar ninety-two. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, and you you had that really good idea that you you hit them up to a couple weeks ago about on Thursdays. Uh, now that we're doing our crawler specials, mm-hmm. you know, on Thursdays, and that's when we release new beers. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, three crawlers, new beers, third I mean, half off plus golden ticket hell, discount. Happy <laughs> hour. Just come. T- I mean, there's so many possibilities. There's so many ways to work the system. Come on. No, it's awesome. Actually, I'm, I'm, it's been fun like seeing some different posts from uh, a lot of people that support us in the area, which we, we love them all. Um, and it's basically talking about dry January that a lot of people take. And um, which, you know, a lot of people need to take it for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, basically, it's talking about how, you know, ways that you can still support your local breweries, even in the midst of dry January. So, um, you know, some people are deciding not to do dry January just to, you know, be able to support. But at the same time, if you are still doing that, get a golden ticket. You can still tip your waiters and waitresses and mm-hmm. um, get food if that's, if that's a place that serves food. But also even just buy beer during January, stick it in the fridge yep. and save it for February. Um, 
but just different ways. I mean, you know, there's so many of the breweries in, in mm-hmm. all over that because of the, the really rough year that we've had, that everybody's had, um, are struggling and mm-hmm. we need your help. And January is always a very low, a low number month. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just some really great ways to, to support your local breweries and make sure that they are still there when you want to go back to them in February. So just some food for yep. thought there. But, you know, support your people. They serve you well. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and we, you know, we, we do what we can for you. So no, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. And we still um, have, go ahead. Oh, yeah, we still have uh, beanies and hoodies, too, now that it actually is mm. cold mm-hmm. <laughs> in, the last, in the last week or so. So we still have a few of those kind of laying around as well. Yeah, yeah. So. They're pretty snazzy. I've seen a few, like, out and about. It's yeah. always exciting when I see people wearing them. I'm like, I have that one, too. Or, I'll, I'll, see, work there. I'll see some cars with the Funky Picnic sticker on there, and I might get a little too close. But, like, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, guys, is there anything else we want to talk about? I think we've, I think I think that we've, about uh, does it. I think yeah. we've done well. Yeah. Uh, we hope that we come, uh, that, that you come see us soon. Uh, we, would, we would like to... Uh, give you nice, safe fist bumps mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, share what we love with you. Uh, coming up on the next episode, uh, I've got a couple collabs happening this month. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I hope to have something from the boys at Vector. Uh, we'll probably have something from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, maybe maybe some other some other fun stuff that we Are can talk about. Are you still doing your special podcast next week? Special podcast next week. What is that? Weren't you? Was it with Vector? Yeah, yeah, with yeah, Vector. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so I'm just gonna like shoot a video with them. I don't oh, know. We'll gotcha. figure out what we're gonna do. Gotcha, gotcha. We'll, we'll post it somewhere. All right. We'll post. It. I'll make. Sweet. I'll subject them to the Harper game. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make them do the Harper game. Yeah. I'll make them play the Harper game. The game see, from, see how well they do. Yeah, last time. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'll just give them all the right answers ahead of time. Really? Really fine. We gotta. We gotta make them look. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> All right, we've been drinking on a blanket. We hope that you have a fantastic week. My name is Harper. I'm Colin. And Amanda. And we will see you later.